The Cigar Dave Show podcast is presented by Diamond Crown. Sit back, relax, pour a drink, and light up a Diamond Crown as you begin the show with the General Cigar Dave. This is CCRN, the Cigar Connoisseur Radio Network. Broadcasting from Humidor 1A in the Cigar City of Tampa, Florida, U.S.A. Welcome to the Cigar Dave Show, your weekly excursion into the world of cigars, spirits, and diversions. The cigar and pleasure-friendly hotlines are open. 877-DAVE-007. Now, fire up a cigar and pour yourself a cocktail. It's time for the General Cigar Dave. It is an absolutely magnificent day where I am conducting clandestine and classified business maneuvers somewhere in the New England Theater of Operations. Yes, I'm in enemy territory as a Buffalo Bills fan. I am in the heart of Patriots enemy territory. But fear not, I am proudly displaying my Buffalo Bills shirt and my Buffalo Bills duffel wherever I go. Getting a few looks, I must say, but the temperature, it is just gorgeous. This reminds me of a perfect day for college football. Wait, but wait, today is the start of college football, so we'll get into that. It's about 70 degrees right now where I am. Again, somewhere in the New England Theater of Operations. Have my coffee, have my cigar, got my libation for today. I'm outside at my hotel. Life is good. Long Ash greetings and salutations. A Long Ash snappy salute semper delictatio. Always pleasure. Long live the Alpha. Make America great again. Screw the enemies of pleasure and screw the taxocrats. I have to tell you that it is just the perfect serene setting to conduct broadcast and pleasure maneuvers today. And I'm still, I have to tell you, it's now been two weeks, two Saturdays, since the Cigar Dave Alpha Pleasure Fest on the water in the Buffalo Theater of Operations, and we're still recovering. We're still high off the, the time that we had with our great uh, alpha lieutenants and uh, alpha males, as well as many lovely dames that attended just off the charts. Still getting emails from people saying, General, hey, we should do this every week. Yeah, easy for you to say. But it would be fun to do every week, but it is a lot of work and a great job by our crew and by Buffalo River Works and uh, just everybody. It was a wonderful day. Now, here's the good news. For the first time ever in the history of the Cigar Dave Show, we actually have all the dates for the 2018 Alpha Pleasure Fest Tour set in stone. Done. We will be in three cities. We will name those cities. We will give you the dates We'll do that probably October 1st, I think. Well, maybe we'll do it sometime in September, maybe October. I don't know, but it'll be plenty of time. But I will tell you, the first one will be in the Cigar City in February. 
perfect time to come to Tampa. So we will tell you more about that, but we've got everything set in stone, and a lot of people couldn't get into our Pleasure Fest in Buffalo, so when we open up tickets, you better jump on them or it will be too late. All right, first of all, those of you that are uh, have relatives or friends or maybe listening to us in the Texas Theater of Operations, Southeast Texas, Corpus Christi, Galveston, Houston, even Austin is getting hit, one of my favorite cities. Austin just getting nailed, pummeled with the outer rain bands. Thoughts are with you. Being a Florida resident in the Cigar City, I remember about 10 years ago going through all those hurricanes and all those storms. It is not a pleasant experience. And I am a news junkie, so I was watching KIII uh, television, Channel 3 in Corpus Christi and watched it last night into the wee hours of the morning and again early this morning upon uh, awaking and uh, just watching some of the devastation. They, they, they actually showed a hotel, or maybe it was on Fox, showed a, a Fairfield Inn where the ceiling tiles were just all crashed in, windows were just blown out, just going to be a massive, massive amount of devastation. Good news is President Trump as an alpha. He's on top of things along with FEMA. But this thing is just, I, I've seen a lot of hurricanes before going through certainly the storms down in Florida. But I have to tell you, watching Harvey, this thing just developed relatively rapidly, and the eye was just incredibly tight and just kept getting tighter and tighter and tighter. Now, speaking of tight, for those of you that follow me on Twitter, Facebook, or even Instagram, I sent out a picture last night of the radar, a picture of the radar, uh, uh, the radar screen showing the storm with my take on a Dan Ratherism. Remember, Dan Rather would always have these sayings, it's as tight as the lug nuts of a 57 Chevy. You know what they say, garbage in, garbage out. His back's to the wall, his legs are cut off, and it's do or die time right now. You know, he had all those Dan Ratherisms. And if you, actually, we'll post up, uh, Sergeant Steve, let's post up uh, a link on YouTube. I think they have uh, a, a video where Dan Rather, they put them all together. There's like 50 of them. Well, here's my take on a Dan Ratherism. Hurricane Harvey's eye is tighter than Hillary's sphincter on election night. Got some nice comments on that as well. But this eye, just unbelievable. And watching this storm, this thing is moving inland. It's downgraded to a, a, a Cat 1 hurricane. Going to be huge amounts of rain. It's still picking up on the southeastern bands moisture and energy from the Gulf of uh, Mexico. And now they're saying this thing is going to backtrack and may end up going back out east uh, towards the Louisiana coast, towards Galveston, then on to the Louisiana coast because there's a big high-pressure system. Again, I'm not a meteorologist. I don't play one on TV. But I know enough as an aviator about weather and high-pressure and low-pressure. And high-pressure can just move and push that low-pressure, which is really nothing more than what a hurricane is, ultra, ultra low-pressure. And it's just going to move that thing. So they're talking about massive amounts of rain, up to 30, 40 inches, until I think next Tuesday, maybe even Wednesday. So for all of you that, uh, if you're in Texas, you have relatives in Texas, let's hope that the devastation is minimal and uh, there is no loss of life. All right, I just want to make it very clear that before we began this edition of the Cigar Dave Show, I checked the theater of operations for any potential offensive monuments. And I further had Sergeant Steve go through Command Center Alpha, my office and studio, as well as the Command Center Alpha Cigar Dave headquarters, as well as the humidor, as, uh, as well as our, uh, our, our, our bourbon stash, where we store our barrels and we store our wine and our special spirits and any other pleasure maneuver items that we need to keep in safekeeping. 
to check for any monuments. Well, there's a couple of monuments that basically are monuments to me. That's right, there's a giant bust of me in Command Center Alpha, me almost looking with a big salute, looking forward. Well, we had to take it down because it could be deemed offensive because we found that there were actually residents of the Confederacy that had the name Dave. So because we are politically correct at the Cigar Dave Show, oh, who the hell are we kidding? We're not politically correct. We're full of bull. There's no way we would be politically correct. And of course, I'm teasing you, but there's no way even if we did have a statue, we would take it down. And here's the absurdity of this thing, is that people all of a sudden awoke to this. These statues, these, these monuments have been up for what? 40, 50, 60, 70, 80 years, 100 years. Now all of a sudden they're waking up. I got a big kick out of Tampa Mayor Bob Buckhorn. Now the most dangerous place to be in the cigar city of Tampa is between a TV camera and Mayor Bob Buckhorn. Look out, because you could get seriously whacked. You could get killed in his stampede to get to that TV camera, especially if it's good news. If it's bad news, he's nowhere to be found. But I got a kick out of it. There is a monument in front of the Hillsborough County Courthouse, downtown Tampa, that apparently people are deeming offensive because it had to do with the, the Confederate. And I guarantee you, most people didn't even, I didn't even know, I've gone into that courthouse umpteen times. I never even looked at the thing. Most people never even looked at the thing. But there's a big, a big, big tidal wave of support to remove this thing. And it's been going on for a few months. Well, all of a sudden, after Charlottesville, Bob Buckhorn tweets out on social media a check for $1,000 saying, I'm putting my money where my mouth is. And, 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 uh, and putting, all of a sudden, make grandstanding on this thing. Now, he could have written that check for a 1000 bucks two weeks ago, a month ago, two years ago, when he took office six years ago, when he was a councilman 20 years ago. Did he write the check? No. Why did he write the check now? Because it's politically convenient. He wants to play into political correctness. It is absolutely absurd. There is a wonderful editorial, an op-ed that was in Investor's Business Daily this week. We will tweet out a link and we'll post that at CigarDave.com that you must read, saying that if we're going to get rid of Confederate monuments, and look, I'm a Yankee. I grew up in Buffalo. I'm a Yankee. I'm part of the Union. We won the damn war. But still, to me, it's part of history. Enough is enough. This is absolute absurdity. But what I did get a kick out of is that now all of a sudden, it is spread off to ESPN. And, and you, by now you've heard about that announcer, Robert Lee, who's Asian, and they, I mean, they talk about stupidity. How on earth can anybody at ESPN, a top executive, sit in a meeting and even discuss this without saying, guys, are we going over the edge here? Are you effing kidding me? Come on, really? Do you think anybody watching that game would have said, that Asian Robert Lee, he could be related to Robert E. Lee? No, not in a million years. They, made, they brought more attention to him and his name than anybody would have gotten if had they not removed him. But a great editorial in Investor's Business Daily, which basically states that if we're really going to scrub everything, all these monuments, then we need to get rid of the monuments to the certain Supreme Court justices who, uh, who, who wrote the opinion in, the, uh, in various cases. Uh, we need to scrub the... There's, there's a monuments to the gal that started um, Planned Parenthood. Uh, there's just an entire litany of things that have to be done. And by the way, by the way uh, for those of you, I know all of our alphas are smart, intelligent. It is amazing to me that the people that are doing all these protesting have forgotten what party started the KKK. It wasn't the Republicans, folks. It was the Democrats. That was the militant wing 
of the Democrat Party, and the Democrat Party was pro-slavery. The Democrat Party was predominant in the South. It was the Republicans and Abraham Lincoln that said, we're not going to have this. We're going to have, uh, we're going to eliminate slavery. We went to war. And this nonsense, this ginned up BS is nothing more than, than trying to create another phony controversy. The Russia thing didn't work against President Trump, so now let's gin this thing up. And believe me, when they're done with this, they will find something else to go haywire over. So enough is enough. Enough is enough. Let's just, as Americans, realize that, first of all, we weren't around during the slavery, during the Civil War. We had nothing to do with it. My family wasn't even in the United States on both sides back during that time. But we also realize that today, that nobody in a million years today would even think about enacting slavery. We understand that the American history has a past, like every country, some good, some bad. But if you do not, if you, if you fail to, what's, if you fail to remember history, you're condemned to relive it. So do we want to all of a sudden scrub everything, scrub our history? Well, that's what some of these, uh, the, these, these absolute leftists want to do. They want to recreate, and, and, and the fact is they hate America. They hate the United States of America. They don't like what America stands for. They don't like capitalism. They just are miserable people. That is what it boils down to. And I got a kick out of watching all these talking heads on the cable news networks this week. And last night, during the biggest hurricane that has hit the United States in 10 years, CNN and and, and uh, MSDNC are doing nothing but wall-to-wall -wall coverage on the pardon of Sheriff Joe Arpaio saying, oh, Trump just, just pardoned a giant racist. And of course, going after Trump for all sorts of other nonsense and then talking about Sebastian Gorka. Never mind that there's a giant hurricane. They don't care because they all have a political agenda. All right. That's not exactly what I was going to start off with talking about today. But as you know, after listening to me for, for whatever, whether it's a week, a year, 10 years, 22 years, you know that I'm not afraid to pontificate, tell it like it is. If some people don't like it, if some people are offended, too bad. And by the way, when I come back, I will tell you about a group of people that are offended over a college theme party on the University of Michigan. It is more absurdity. What is going on on college campuses now, these little snowflakes. Oh, and by the way, the umpires of Major League Baseball, they now need a safe zone, too. We'll get to that. We'll talk about the start of college football. I'll tell you about a story that uh, happened to me on the elevator down, getting ready to do uh, today's show. We'll also talk about the president of France. He racked up a little bill. You won't believe how much he racked up and for what he racked it up for. I am Cigar Dave, the general, the global alpha male, the global five-star. We come to you from a classified location in the New England Theater of Operations, perched in a beautiful location, cigar-friendly location outside at my hotel. We are going to enjoy ourselves, conduct alpha male pleasure maneuvers, enemies of pleasure be damned, and those that are politically correct, please exit your radio or your mobile app or the CigarDave.com website now. The August selection for the Cigar Dave Officers Club is a Cornelius and Anthony sampler, including the new Ariel. This Ecuadorian Connecticut is a handsome cigar with refined complexity. Cornelius and Anthony Ariel has subtle notes of coffee, wood, and leather. 
and leaves a lingering sweetness on the palate with its velvety smoke. Look for the Cigar Dave Officers Club Cornelius and Anthony Sampler in your mailbox. Not a member of the Officers Club? Get premium cigars shipped directly to you every month by signing up today at CigarDave.com. In 1964, Jose O. Padron began rolling cigars bearing his name in modest surroundings with one guiding principle, always focus on quality, never on quantity. Nearly 40 years later, Padron cigars are recognized for their superior taste and majestic construction. The result of Padron controlling all aspects of the cigar making process, including planting their own seeds, growing and curing their own tobacco, and constantly supervising the rolling room. To Wall Street, it is called vertical integration. To the Padron family, it's called making great cigars. The Padron lines include the Padron 1964 Anniversary Series and the Padron Traditional line. All Padron cigars are wrapped in Nicaraguan sun-grown Habano tobacco, available in natural or maduro. Experience Padron. For your Padron retailer, call 1-800-453-5635. When Padron is on the band, quality is a matter of family honor. Surgeon General Warning. Tobacco use increases the risk of infertility, stillbirth, and low birth weight. As a cigar connoisseur, one of the pleasures that we derive is walking into our retailer's humidor and seeing the latest and greatest in the world of cigars. Nine years ago, I had the idea that I wanted to share great cigars with the cigar lieutenants. So, the Officers Club was born. Every month, you will receive three fantastic premium cigars direct to your door, shipped in a very dapper Officers Club customized Ziploc cigar pouch. $22.95 per month gets you the latest and greatest in the world of cigars. No long-term contracts. You can cancel whenever you want. You enjoy great cigars right to your door. Names like Perdomo, Diamond Crown, Brickhouse, San Latano, Rocky Patel, Torano, CAO, Avo, Camacho, Greycliff, and many more. Join the Officers Club today. Go to CigarDave.com, click on Officers Club, and for $22.95, you'll get the latest and greatest in the world of cigars. Nelly. That is the sound of college football. All we need is Keith Jackson back. And oh, Nelly, it would be great. It's going to be weird not having Vern Lundquist on the SEC telecast. Brad Nestler is going to do it, but not like Uncle Vern. Oh, no, Brent Musburger. That's right. I'm Brent Musburger on CBS. Oh, wait a minute. ABC, ESPN. Bye-bye. I'm going to Vegas and going to be coming up with a gambling website. Brent Musburger. Yep, Brent's gone. The legends, they're, they have retired. They have uh, moved on. So, And I think the new wave of play-by-play guys are just not the same. But I like Brad Nessler. He's good, but he's no Vern Lundquist. But the good news is college football starts today. Real football. None of that uh, nonsensical NFL preseason, which why they still play is beyond me. I, okay, two games, fine. But come on, four games, and uh, I can guarantee you that I uh, read the Boston Globe this morning, the New England Patriots fans not happy because Julius Edelman looks as though going to get his MRI tomorrow, could have an MCL or an ACL, could be out for the season. Not good. Boo-hoo. But any event, 
College football starts today. Actually, it started already uh, just about 20 minutes ago with FAMU versus Texas Southern on ESPNU. ESPN University at 2.30 today. It's Oregon State at Colorado State on CBS Sports Network. And then at 3 o'clock, Portland State, BYU, all times Eastern. 6 p.m., Hawaii at UMass. 6.30, Chattanooga versus Jack State. And at 7, this is a barn burner you're going to want to watch, Colgate at Cal Poly. Now that is going to be a fantastic game. 7.30, University of South Florida, USF at San Jose State, San Jose State. By the way, for those of you that think I was serious when I said San Jose, no, 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 no. That's only for, like, Al Sharpton and the dumb news readers on CNN and MSNBC. I know exactly it's San Jose. I just like to call it San Jose, just like I call it Los Angeles. And then at 10 o'clock, this will be a good one, Stanford Rice on ESPN. Now, I don't care if it was East Ishpeming State versus the Rhode Island School of Design NADS. By the way, that is their nickname, the NADS. I love their cheer. Go NADS! I wouldn't care. I would watch it because it's real football. And by the way, the NADS have an unofficial mascot, the Scrody. And if you look at it, yes, it looks like the male Scrody. That's exactly what it looks like. But I'm offended. Not because it looks like a male scrotum. I'm not offended about that. I'm offended because it's not manscaped. And it needs to be manscaped. In today's 21st century, you got to get that that uh, the, the Scrody, the uh, mascot of the Rhode Island School of Design, you got to get that manscape. But football is back. Probably have Lee Corso on next week. I will make contact with him. That's when it really fires up next week. And as always, Lee loves doing our college football preview. Why? Because he loves being with DeGeneres. He's been doing it with us now for, I don't know, what, 15, 17 years? Uh, but he also loves the cigars that I sent him. He's, we sent him a couple of boxes. He likes some mild-bodied cigars. Usually the Rocky Patel Vintage 99 or the Romeo y Julieta Reserva Reals. He likes a mild cigar. On Friday night before the game, he always fires up a cigar. So we will have Lee Corso. Let's see. Do I have enough time? No, I don't have enough time to get into this uh, particular story. But let me just remind those of you that are members of the Cigar Dave Officers Club, that the shipments are going out this week. They're going out late again. They're from Cornelius and Anthony. And the reason is the two cigars that we're featuring are brand new to the market. You are the first ever to get these. The new Cornelius and Anthony Ariel, beautiful medium-flavored cigar, and the Señor Esugars. So both of those cigars are coming your way in the August 2017 Officers Club. Great selections. You will love them. Nice boutique cigars. One made in Nicaragua, the other made in Miami at El Titan de Bronze. So be on the lookout. We want to send them out. We try to target the middle of the month. But again, when we get you these new cigars, literally they're just coming from the aging room. They're being released from El Titan de Bronze in Miami. And then they're also coming from Nicaragua and clearing customs. So we want to get you the latest and greatest in the world of cigars. So sometimes they go out a little bit late, but I will guarantee you they will be well worth it. No doubt about it. We'll continue with the Cigar Litation and Libation Ceremony next. The General is always on Twitter, delivering breaking news, giving you the latest intel on cigars, and battling the enemies of pleasure. Chat with the General now at Cigar Dave Show.
It's an exquisite day here at the Jensen Estate patio overlooking the 13th green. And we're underway. Jim Jensen has chosen his favorite stick. The Diamond Crown Number no. 4 by J.C. Newman. See the way he holds the cigar, Tom? Mm -hmm. Excellent balance and heft. Ooh, he's eyeing the silky Connecticut Shade Wrapper. Fermented twice for the smoothest, richest flavor. And hand-rolled by the Fuente family with a blend of six to seven distinct Dominican and Caribbean basin tobacco leaves. Each lovingly aged for at least five years. Oh, now Jensen's lighting up the Diamond Crown. He's got a precision burn, Tom. Mm, those highly complex flavors with hints of dark chocolate really deliver, Bill. Yes, like all cigars in J.C. Newman's premium Diamond Crown line. That'd be the highly rated Maximus and the Julius Caesar. Ah, now Jensen's settling in, rolling the rich smoke through his nose. Look at the satisfaction on his face, Bill. Oh, a thing of beauty, Tom. Experience the premium Diamond Crown brand by J.C. Newman at select retailers or Diamond Crown Lounge near you. Find us on Facebook at J.C. Newman Cigar Co. or visit diamondcrown.com. Unlimited and secure supply of pleasure sticks available for the general to enjoy. It's time for National Cigar Litation Maneuvers. Well, as I mentioned, the August 2017 Officers Club selection features the Cornelius and Anthony Ariel and the Cornelius and Anthony Senor Esugar. And today I pulled out the Cornelius and Anthony Ariel. This is a beautiful cigar that is made at La Zona Cigar down in Nicaragua by Eric Espinoza, who does a magnificent job. This is the first Connecticut-wrapped line from Nicaragua for Cornelius and Anthony. Ecuadorian Connecticut wrapper uses a, uh, a nice American binder, fillers from Nicaragua. It's a very unique flavor. It's not a completely mild cigar. It's medium-bodied, very complex, very, very nice, and it comes in four different sizes. It was released last month at the Cigar Retailers Convention in Las Vegas, and actually in the second hour, last half hour, we'll be joined by Stephen Bailey, and we will play the uh, interview that we did right from their booth at the Cigar Retailers Convention. So Stephen Bailey, the owner and founder of Cornelius and Anthony will join us in the second hour and you'll hear all about it. And they've done a great job with Courtney Smith really creating a beautiful line of boutique cigars. But they have the uh, four sizes in the Ariel. The Ariel Corona Gorda, the Ariel Robusto, the Ariel Toro, six inches in length with a 50 ring gauge, and the Ariel Gordo, six inches in length by 60 ring gauge or 60, 64, seven inch almost an inch in diameter and that's what i will enjoy today the ariel gordo suggested retail is 1075 and it is a magnificent cigar unique flavors nice hints a little bit of nuttiness very very pleasant that's what i will enjoy today the cornelius and anthony ariel and if you're a member of the officers club you will have one of these very soon cigar altering and highly sharpened leaf exposing device well, I got myself sharpening double-edged stainless steel guillotine ready to go. Ma ma Maximum BTU flame-throwing and heat-producing apparatus. 
Nothing fancy today, but when you're traveling, you can't travel with those expensive. Well, you can if you put it in your check baggage, a butane SST, and there are different uh, uh, types of of transport devices that you can use that are TSA approved. But I just got one of these little uh, Jeep, D-J-E-E-P, the Jeep lighters. Everybody gives them to me when I uh, go to the cigar retailers convention. All the cigar manufacturers have them made with their logo. So I pulled a few and I keep them in my briefcase. It's a flint-based lighter system. Nice big flame, nothing fancy, but it'll give you fire. And if you have fire, you can properly combust, puff, rotate your cigar. Cigar, Cigar pre-lightation checklist complete. No faults detected. Area clear of all enemies of pleasure. Approval to go throttle up in three, two, one. Ah, beautiful cut. And as I toast the foot of this magnificent Cornelius and Anthony Ariel, and that's spelled A-E-R-I-A-L, the Ariel Gordo, nice magnum size, 6 by 60 So it's going to take a while here. As I do that, I will tell you, that uh, I've been in the New England Theater of Operations for clandestine business maneuvers for the week. And this is where I'm located right now. I'll probably send out a picture here at the special, the very nice hotel that I'm located. Got a beautiful outdoor patio. Again, I am toasting the foot of this cigar with my flint-based Jeep lighter, taking my time. But it's covered. The weather has been spectacular since I arrived Wednesday. And on Thursday... Friday, so uh, Thursday, yesterday, and again tomorrow, probably Monday, conducting clandestine business maneuvers, and I've been using this table, and I'll tell you more what I have been doing up here, not just yet, but I will give me maybe about another six, eight weeks, and we'll fill you in. But I will tell you, this is great. This reminds me of the Ballantine down in Charlotte, where we would conduct broadcast maneuvers for our live uh, broadcasts, where they had a beautiful outdoor covered patio next to the bar and we would smoke with Colonel Ange and Captain Paul McDebrit, uh, Lieutenant Gary, Captain Cy. We would uh, enjoy great cigars and libations and this is the same type setup and uh, we've been enjoying cigars while I've been working on my clandestine project here. Beautiful weather. This is just magnificent. I'll send you out a picture. This is just a great way. In fact, Sergeant Steve, I may never leave. This is so much better than, I love Command Center Alpha, don't get me wrong, but being outside in this crisp air. By the way, Sergeant Steve, what's the temperature right now in the Cigar City of Tampa? Hot. You want to define that? Very hot. Give me a temperature. Uh, I would say it's probably 93, 94 probably. So about 110 heat index with the humidity, maybe more. Yes, correct. Yeah, well, um, I hate to tell you, the temperature right now where I am is 71 degrees with the with the heat index or with the real feel, 69 degrees. Beautiful. Actually, no I guess the high today is only 87, so but it feels like mm. 99. Well, I can tell you, no schwitzing going on here. <laughs> there is no sweating. It is pleasant. It is relaxed. And a uh, number of ladies that I'll tell you about, uh, there's a big convention going on at the hotel that I'm in. They're all looking at me with the cigar and going, what is this guy doing? There's a microphone set up. They keep looking over. Of course, none that I want to add to the harem. i got to say that in hushed tones. But I've got this aerial lit. It is fantastic. So mm. now I need the proper accompaniment to my Cornelius and Anthony aerial. Scotch, bourbon, and beer. Commence thirst-quenching libationary maneuvers. Well, I gave up diet sodas. I never drank regular sodas, but I used to drink Diet Coke, Diet Sprite. Uh, Diet Sierra Mist, 
diet ginger ale by the two liter full. So I gave that up last September, so almost a year ago. Didn't want any more of the aspartame and, and the, uh, the Equal and Splenda and all the artificial stuff because the more I read about it, I'm like, eh, this isn't good. It actually, it actually, even though there's no calories, it does just doesn't, not good for you. So I've been drinking a lot of water, iced tea, um, a lot of homemade lemonade. I drink water and I get these little stevia flavor drops. And I use stevia now for my, my coffee, whatever. So I happen to be at um, Whole Foods, now soon to be Amazon Whole Foods. And by the way, they're cutting the prices immediately. They're not waiting. Love it. They're cutting prices on avocados, on, on produce, on every item. And if you're an Amazon Prime member, they're going to give you even more rewards. So I'm thrilled about that. Because the prices at uh, Whole Foods, there's a reason they called it Whole Paycheck. But the stores are pretty nice, and I always try to find one because they have nice, healthy food and so on. So I'm going through the water aisle, and I always uh, you know, buy the bottled water, cases of 24. And as I go to pick one up, I see there is this new beverage, this new water beverage on the, in the counter or on the shelf. And it's called Hint, H-I-N-T. So I look at that. I said, hint. Well, the reason they call it hint is because it has a hint of various natural fruit flavors. So I looked at this thing, and I read the thing, and it says, it's a delicious water that tickles your taste buds without relying on sweet. Uh, and it's basically, they have water infused. It's water infused with various types of flavors. So they've got blackberry pineapple and all natural flavors there's no no sugar no step or no uh, equal nothing and they have um, peach crisp apple they have blood orange raspberry my favorites they've got peppermint which is nice strawberry kiwi so my favorites and they also let's see cucumber hint lime honey oh i haven't had the honeydew or the pomegranate hmm, i'm gonna have to talk to uh, amazon whole foods get more of those well they've got the ones that i like are the watermelon and the ones that i can find easily the watermelon, the peach, the raspberry, and the cucumber. It's like when you go to a hotel. They've got that big water, and they've got all the cucumbers, or they've got the various fruits-infused water. And the other one that I like, that I gravitate to, is the pear-infused Hint water. So I pulled out a 16-ounce plastic bottle of Hint pear, and when I arrived into the clandestine location of the New England Theater of Operations, when I arrived, first thing I did, I went to Whole Foods, scouted one out about five miles from my hotel, and I bought uh, about a, a case, a dozen of these waters, and I keep them in the room, keep them in the car, use them. So I'm going to break one out right now. There we go. Just open that. And when you smell it, oh, beautiful. And again, there is no sugar. There is no artificial sweeteners, nothing in here. So, I'm going to say cheers to all of you. I'm going to take a sip. Mmm. Very subtle. And by the way, the best way to enjoy this, I find, is not when it's really freezing cold. Just a little bit. What I do is I'll keep it at room temperature, put it in the refrigerator for about 10 minutes, and then I drink it, and you get much more of the pear or whatever the other infused flavors are. Really noticeable, but not overpowering. Very nice. This goes great with my Cornelius and Anthony Ariel because the Ariel's medium bodied. This gives you just a nice little flavor. Take another sip. Mm. The only thing about this Hint Water, the company's based in San Francisco, so you know their libs. But aside from that, it's good water. The only thing about this, it is not cheap. Now, at Whole Foods, 
they sell it for anywhere between $1.69 to $1.99. It's probably going to come down when uh, Amazon closes the deal on Monday. But when I was in the Buffalo Theater of Operations, I went to Wegmans, one of the super large supermarkets there, and they were selling it for, I think, a dollar, I want to say like a dollar forty-nine uh, a bottle. Not cheap, but if you bought it in the case of a dozen, it was like a dollar nine, I think. So not inexpensive, but to me, I enjoy the taste, I enjoy the flavor. It's natural water, it's good for you, and that's uh, it's worth the price to me. Maybe other people may look and say, eh, General, it's a little too expensive, too pricey. But to me, I enjoy it. And the most important thing is, whatever you buy, as long as you enjoy it, that is the most important thing. And you will long remember quality after you have forgotten price. You will long remember quality after you have forgotten price. And I like the quality of this water, this Hint Pear infused water, along with my... Cornelius and Anthony Ariel, a beautiful combination. All right, fabulous. So my cigar is now lit. I've got my libation. I am ready to go. When we come back, we'll tell you about a story. I will tell you about a story that occurred to me on the way down to conduct broadcast pleasure maneuvers this morning at the hotel involving a large group of dames in the elevator. We'll tell you about that as we continue. Next hour, we'll be joined by Stephen Bailey, the founder and owner of Cornelius and Anthony Cigars. As we uh, conduct our interview from the Cigar Retailers Convention, we did that back in mid-July. We'll play it today, especially since those of you that are members of the Officers Club should be receiving in the next week or so the August 2017 Officers Club selection featuring the Cornelius and Anthony Ariel and the Cornelius and Anthony Senor Eshugar or Esugars. We will continue front and center from the New England Theater of Operations around the corner. Download the Cigar Dave mobile app for Android, Kindle, and iOS so you can listen to the general anytime, anywhere. The Cigar Dave mobile app is presented by Diamond Crown. Search Cigar Dave in the App Store today. In the fertile fields of the Connecticut River Valley, there is still one cigar brand who grows their own Connecticut shade wrappers, Monte Cristo. Prized for its unique silky texture, this exquisite tobacco has now been used to craft a cigar worthy of its name, the Monte Cristo White Vintage Connecticut. Building on the legacy of the beloved Monte Cristo White series, this excellent medium to full-bodied cigar is rich, flavorful, and complex. Crafted with only the finest vintage 2008 wrapper leaves, the Monte Cristo White Vintage Connecticut Cigar has subtle notes of spices, vanilla, and hazelnuts. Packaged in a gorgeous handcrafted box, these exceptional cigars are available now at your local tobacconist. Pick up a Monte Cristo White Vintage today and experience the spirit of the valley. Surgeon General Warning. Cigar smoking can cause cancers of the mouth and throat, even if you do not inhale. America is under attack. Basic freedoms, privileges, and acts that we would normally take for granted are disappearing each day, including the simple ability to enjoy a cigar. This is Glenn Loop, Executive Director of Cigar Rights of America, CRA. At a time when elected officials should be thinking about education, public safety, and creating jobs, they are actually thinking about smoking bans, new taxes, and regulations of historic proportions on premium cigars. The cigars that provide us with pleasure, relaxation, and fellowship are under attack. We have to stop it. 
That's why Cigar Rights of America was created, to work for a new political day for cigar enthusiasts across America, to roll back restrictive laws and defeat onerous taxes and regulations that impact everyone from your local cigar shop to your personal humidor. For the price of a few great cigars, be a part of this effort to protect your right to enjoy a cigar without excessive taxation and cumbersome legislation. Go to CigarRights.org. Let's tell the government we've had enough. Join now, CigarRights.org. From pleasure, command, and control, it's the General Cigar Dave. All right, this morning, as I am coming down the elevator, leaving my room, coming down to, first of all, the lobby to grab a little bit of uh, fresh coffee. Not as good as the Cigar Dave Alpha Espresso Roast that is created by uh, Rich Bud over at Goodrich Coffee in the Buffalo Theater of Operations, I'll tell you that. Nowhere near as good. Not as smooth, not as flavorful, not as aromatic, not as pleasant. You know, it's typical like hotel coffee. So I'm going, I get in the elevator, and there is a women's convention going on here. I think it's like the National Association of Women's Federations or some group I've never heard of. And there's really not too many young hotties that would belong in my harem. Uh, I think the average age is probably, it's got to be, looked as though it was like mid-60s. The late 60s was the average age. Didn't see any... Any, you know, young ladies, but, you know, they're all pleasant, and I've seen a number of him, uh, of them here when they come out uh, to uh, have a little coffee or have a little uh, smoke break or whatever the case is. Uh, so get into the elevator this morning, and there's, the elevator's packed. There's probably a dozen of them, no bull, and they, I, the door opens, and they go, come on in, there's plenty of room. As soon as I got in, the first thing I said was, uh, there is a lot of bad perfume in this elevator, like, you know, Avon and stuff that just doesn't smell good. Well, as you know, I always wear cologne. The number one requested item of, from women of their men, wear cologne. The percentage of men that wear cologne is actually very small. That's why I always guide you. We've done shows on fragrances and on colognes. I have always told you, wear cologne. And the number of you that have called or emailed or posted a message on social media saying, General, I talked, I followed your advice. I got some of that Bulgari, or I got some Dunhill Fresh, or I got some Aqua de Jo, or I got this, or I got that. And the, my girlfriend or my wife went crazy. In fact, we were supposed to go to dinner. As soon as she smelled me, we never left the house. Now, that doesn't mean go out and wear Aquavelva or wear Jade East or High Karate. That means go out and get some good cologne. Now, on occasion, i got to tell you, I do enjoy putting a little Aquavelva, especially after I've worked out. You know, one of the uh, clubs that I belong to, they've got the uh, Aquavelva and they've got uh, a couple other club type of colognes. I'll put that on. It's very refreshing. just got to be careful where you, where you splash it on. It can get very tingly otherwise. I never leave the house. Before I, I put my clothes on, before I get dressed, I apply, spray the cologne. This morning I had Bulgari with me. Love Bulgari. I prefer a citrus-based flavor. I, I don't a scent. I don't like those musky, woodsy. That just doesn't do it for me. Especially living in Florida where it's warm year-round. I like a nice, clean, fresh citrus aroma type of fragrance, type of cologne. So I had the Bulgari, spray it on. 
Spraying, I'm smelling myself right now, my arm. Mm, smells nice. I get in the elevator, and within two seconds, the first woman looks at me and says, oh, my God, you smell so good. And then another woman in the back says, oh, my God, it smells great. And then, like, four others say the same thing, and they all ask me, what are you wearing? And I said, Bulgari. And they said, how do you spell that? i got to get that for my husband. My husband. And I said, well, does your husband wear cologne? And they said, not very often. And I said, ladies, you got to buy your husband cologne. He'll wear it. It's good. They go, oh, my God, that is fantastic. And then another lady says, come here, let me get a cloak. Come, come closer. I want to get a sniff. So I allowed her to sniff. Not that close. Not like a dog sniffing. But she took a little whiff, and she's like, oh, my God goodness, that is fantastic. And of course, they're all getting their pens out or their phones so they can take notes exactly what I was wearing because I had to spell it for them because they'd never you know, heard about it before. And I asked these women, where are you from? One was from Kansas. One was from uh, uh, Pennsylvania. Another one was from California. Another one was from Rhode Island. Another one from Illinois. And I think the other one told me she was from Kansas. So they were all over the place. The moral of the story, wear cologne. Because you never know where you're going to be where a woman comes up to you, whether it's the bank, whether it's an airport. It's happened to me many times where they start saying, oh, my God, you smell incredible. And you strike up a conversation. The next thing you know, you got their number and you close the deal. Always wear cologne. Smell fresh. Smell good. These are little nuggets that I try to impart to you, alphas, or alphas in training, or, or junior lieutenants, or privates. Because when you're going to be a full-fledged alpha, you must wear the cologne. There's little things. You've got to have a pocket square in your sport coat or in your suit coat. You have to wear cologne. You have to make sure your shoes are, are, are properly shined. These are little things, but they become very large in the overall scheme of things. Now, as an alpha, as a polite alpha, the doors open. I was towards the front. I moved to the side, and I held the door open for them so they could all get out and Five of the women, five, six, looked at me and said, you're a gentleman. Another one said, you, your mother raised you right. I said, yes, she did. Another one said, that is a dying, what did she say? That was a dying, uh, she said, uh, manners like that are, are, are dying in this country. And I said, yeah, I tend to agree with you. And then another one looked at me and said, I can see that you definitely enjoy being in the company of women. I said, Beautiful women, absolutely. And I took, told her, I said, in fact, that's why I've got a harem. And she looked at me and said, well, good for you. <laughs> that's exactly what she said. Good for you. I think it kind of went over her head when I told her. But in any event, the more, and I told another one, I said, because she said, you're a real gentleman. And I said, yes, but I'm an alpha male gentleman. And she goes, oh, absolutely. Yes, indeed. And they all started nodding. So again, nothing, when you see people getting out of an elevator, you know, men walking out, and, and not holding it, or what really gets me is when you do hold a door for someone, or an elevator door, or a regular door, and they walk right by, whether it's a male or female, and never say thank you. You realize right there that they lack class. So when somebody holds the door open for me, I always thank them. Somebody doesn't hold the door open, I've seen this, where I've hold, held the door for multiple people, and then you, know, you just kind of like look and shake, and sometimes I just say, you're welcome, and they'll look and say, oh, thank you. It is amazing. Little things. Little things. But again, little manners, proper things, people in this country, for whatever reason, are not being taught those little things. But as an alpha male, we can impart those things to others, and we can lead by example. So I'm very proud to be an alpha male. 
And so these ladies uh, were very nice this morning. They liked my cologne, and then when I held the door open, they liked that as well. And in fact, as I was talking to them, I, I, well, what happened was I then went to go get some coffee at the, uh, at, at the Starbucks in the lobby, and there's a huge line, and I could see over a couple of the ladies that were in the elevator, and at their convention this morning, you know, they have like a little coffee station set up, so I said, let me just be the alpha male that I am. Let me just be assertive and walk over, and I saw those ladies, and I said, ladies, since I shared an elevator with you, you don't mind if I share your coffee station. They said, oh, no, please help yourself. So the coffee that I have here, I'll take a picture of it. Didn't come from Starbucks. It came from, let me take a picture of this right now here, and I'll send this to Sergeant Steve. The coffee that I had have actually came from this women's group, and I figured, hey, may as well just avail to myself being an alpha. Again, an alpha is quick on his feet. You must be quick on your feet. I looked. I wasn't going to wait in a huge line. There was no way in hell I was going to do that. So consequently, took the bull by the horns, got in, got my coffee, Life is good. Hour two of the Cigar Dave Show is next. The Cigar Dave Show podcast is presented by Diamond Crown. Sit back, relax, pour a drink, and light up a Diamond Crown as you begin the show with the general, Cigar Dave. This is CCRN, the Cigar Connoisseur Radio Network. Broadcasting from Humidor 1A in the cigar city of Tampa, Florida, USA. Welcome to the Cigar Dave Show, your weekly excursion into the world of cigars, spirits, and diversions. The cigar and pleasure-friendly hotlines are open. 877-DAVE-007. Now, fire up a cigar and pour yourself a cocktail. It's time for the General Cigar Dave. Thoroughly enjoying my Cornelius and Anthony Ariel cigar along with my Hint pear-infused water. Gorgeous day where I'm conducting Alpha Pleasure broadcast maneuvers from a very clandestine location in the New England Theater of Operations. I'm actually out on a beautiful patio that is covered at the hotel that I am staying at. The temperature is around 73 degrees, no humidity, a little bit of crispness in the air. You know fall is right around the corner. College football has already started today. Perfect time of year, and we're getting ready for National Bourbon Heritage Month, which is in September. Then we've got Cigar Oktoberfest in October. A lot going on as we get set for the last four months of 2017 but much to get to today welcome back hour number two of the cigar dave show the global five star as well as the global alpha male coming to you front and center quick reminder make sure that you follow me social media go to cigardave.com we've got the appropriate links to follow me on twitter facebook instagram youtube we are posting, or I'm doing a much better job at posting not just to Twitter, but to Instagram and Facebook as well. So make sure that you follow us. Just go to CigarDave.com. You'll see the icons in the upper right-hand corner. And you can hear me pontificate 24-7, 365. One thing that I do want to pontificate about is what is going on in the National Football League when I, that started last year with Colin Kaepernick 
who took a knee while the national anthem was playing. And now we're seeing more and more of these players in the National Football League. And the latest example is in Cleveland, where the Cleveland Browns, there must have been about a dozen of them where they all took a knee. And I'm really getting a little sick and tired of these clowns who are, are, are using entertainment. People pay good money to watch sports, which is entertainment. And I'm getting a little tired of these guys wanting to make political statements and, and detract from the game. If you've got a political statement, you've got something to say, great, do it after hours. Go and do it during the week. Why don't you put your money where your mouth is? And why don't you go and volunteer? But instead, oh, no, we're going to show our part by kneeling and being disrespectful to the flag. And I love how some of these guys are saying, well, you know, it's for the uh, racism and all the other nonsense going on. Well, if that's the case, okay. But all I can tell you is we must live in a wonderfully racist country where these black athletes and white athletes as well can make millions and millions of dollars to play a game. Colin Kaepernick over the last five years made, I believe, around $60 million, maybe a little bit more. Now, I'll tell you what, enslave me for $60 million to make $14 million a year. That's slavery? Man, I'd hate to see what real slavery is all about. So I'm getting a little fed up with this nonsense. And I'm getting fed up with these wussified beta coaches. Hugh Jackson said, well... You know, I did talk to them, and I, I hope that they would, they would show some respect, but uh, they have the right to their opinion. And the new Buffalo Bills coach, Sean McDonough, when, uh, not Sean McDonough, um, Sean McDermott, not Sean McDonough. Sean McDermott, the new head coach of the Bills, there was a, a one or two Bills who uh, stood, I guess, in unison during the Philadelphia Eagles-Buffalo Bills preseason game where they had a fist or something up. And he talked to him, and I, and I love what he had to say. He said, well, I talked to him. I wanted to understand his feelings on it. What a load of poppycock. There's nothing to understand. You don't see the Patriots doing it because Bill Belichick wouldn't have anything to do with that. And I've got to give credit to Jerry Jones. I'm not a Cowboys fan by any stretch of the imagination. But what Jerry Jones told his team during the preseason, I have got to acknowledge and I admire. And he told his team, very succinctly, very clearly, in no uncertain terms during training camp, and I quote, you will stand for the national anthem or your ass will be off this team. Let me do my Jerry Jones impression. You will stand for the national anthem or your ass will be off this team. Don't mess with the Cowboys. Don't mess with Texas. And he is exactly right. He is correct. He's standing for something, saying, no, I'm proud to be an American. And all these guys that are taking a knee or being disrespectful during the national anthem, you live in a country where you can make millions of dollars. Do you think Colin Kaepernick would be making $14 million if he was in the real job market? Most of these guys are, let's face the fact, let's call a spade a spade, okay? Most of these guys, and I'm not just singling out one race, white or black, these football players, not bright. Some of them are, but many of them, you listen to them talk, they can't even speak uh, a coherent sentence, a cohesive or a coherent sentence. These guys would be lucky to be making 30 grand a year in the real world. But only in America, well, maybe in Europe too with soccer, but in this country, no matter what your color, no matter what your race, no matter what your religion, if you can play a sport and play it well, you will be compensated. So I get a kick out of these guys saying, well, we're, we're standing for, uh, uh, you know, we're making, taking a political stand. How about writing a check? How about showing up or doing things during the week, not a stupid-ass national anthem protest? 
in Cleveland, where, as I said, 10-12 of these Cleveland Browns during their preseason game earlier this week took a knee. The Veterans of Foreign Wars, VFW Post 3345 in Strongville, Ohio, they show on Sundays the Cleveland Browns games. Well, after multiple members of the Browns decided to kneel, that did not sit well with VFW Post 3345 in Strongville, Ohio. They decided to take a stand. They posted a sign outside the VFW Post with the following statement. We like our Browns. We love our flag more. Your games will no longer be shown here. God bless America! Exclamation point. This picture uh, and this statement has gone viral. Tim Zavonchek, the commander of VFW Post 3345, said, For us, it doesn't sit real well. We understand that everybody has the right to free speech. Everybody has a right to their specific feelings. But we don't feel they have the right to disrespect. We're not going to stand for this anymore. He is right. And so they know it's going to cost them business because people are not going to come in and drink and spend money. But they don't care. They took a stand. And these guys, these veterans of foreign wars, both white and black, took a stand and said, look, we fought for people to have their freedom, but what we didn't fight for is people to disrespect our flag and to show tremendous blatant disrespect to this nation. Now, you may say, well, that falls under free speech. Yeah, it does. But these people live under the guise of a country that allows them to make $2 million, $4 million, $5 million, $10 million, $15 million a year. Let's see go them uh, make that uh, in another country. There are very few countries where you can do that. So I'm fed up with these guys, and I'm fed up with these wussified, beta-ass, pansy-ass coaches who love to talk big, big tough when they're a football coach. We're going to knock, we're going to block, but yet they're a bunch of giant, pansy-ass pussies when it comes to talking to their team, saying, we're not going to take this. We're not going to allow this. You're all going to stand, period. Now, you want to express your, your displeasure or, or, or march against racism or, or speak out against it, fine. Do so during the week. Do so on your own time. But when you come to this team, this is what we stand for. Now, if I was the owner like Jerry Jones did, if I was Terry Pagula, the owner of the Bills, I'd grow a set and walk into the team and say, you're all going to stand. End of discussion, period. That's what we believe. Okay? We don't condone racism. We don't condone, we don't condone uh, any sort of violence when people protest. We don't condone any sort of hate, but we also will not condone disrespecting the flag and to the millions of veterans that fought for this country and on this country's behalf. Period. End of discussion. I mean, what do you want to have? A little kumbaya moment with these players where, where the coaches say, well, I want to understand them. I want to get to know them. I want to hold their hands and sing kumbaya. We'll have Starbucks together, and we'll, we'll, I want to understand their feelings. You want us to understand our feelings? Go play damn Morris Albert and his song Feelings some, somewhere else on your own time. You go play on this team, you're going to abide by our rules. We respect the flag. We respect this nation. Doesn't mean you can't protest during the week. Doesn't mean you can't speak out on your own time. And now Colin Kaepernick is all upset because he can't get a team. And the NAACP in Atlanta wants to have a boycott of the NFL until he gets signed with a team. Well, there is nothing that says a team has to sign someone, especially someone, a player, who, number one, is mediocre at best. Other teams have figured him out. He doesn't put that much effort from uh, what I've read from uh, football experts who've said he's had passing deficiencies and hasn't worked on it, so he's lazy to begin with. 
Why would a team want that? And then a mediocre player, and then bring on all the other distraction that he brings. Why? And by the way, if an NFL team wants to discriminate against that, that's their right. It's a private business. If a company says, "Look, you're you're good. You know, you, you, we're interviewing you." But the reason we're bringing you on is not because of your race or your ability, but the fact that uh, we don't like your postings on social media or we don't like some of the things you've said publicly. Well, that's all right. We're a private company. So the NAACP can, uh, can march and can, can jump up and down and boycott all they want. And what a ridiculous waste of resources. When there is legitimate things that they should, be, they should be concerned about, how about jobs in the black community? How about education in the black community? How about school vouchers? for the black community. The biggest racists in this country are the Democrats and the NAACP. Why? Because they're the ones standing in the way of school vouchers for impoverished black kids or kids in the black community who would like to attend a great school, who would like to get an education, whose parents want their kids to get ahead. So I ask you, what is more discriminatory? A Republican that says, we want to give you vouchers? and we want you to go to the school of your choice and succeed, or the Democrats and the NAACP that says, oh, we're against vouchers, we're for the school unions, we don't want our, 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 the kids from the black communities, or any impoverished communities for that matter, to have vouchers. We don't want them to have a leg up. You tell me, what's racist? I'll tell you what's racist. Standing in the way of kids from black communities, or Hispanic communities, or even white impoverished communities, getting a school voucher so they can go to a good school and climb ahead. But the fact of the matter is, the Democrats and Jesse Jackson and Al Sharpton, their biggest fear is an educated population. Because when they become educated and become successful and get, graduate, get uh, college degrees and postgraduate degrees and think for themselves and look and say, wait a minute, Jesse Jackson and, 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 uh, and, and, and Al Sharpton and these other clowns, they don't speak for me. I'm going to vote Republican. I don't want... They don't, they don't, their, their politics are not in line with what I believe. They've lost their power base. They derive their power from pe keeping people down. That is fact. That's not a racist statement. That's a true statement. And that's the reality. I'm 100% for vouchers. Let kids who, who have parents or come from backgrounds that can't afford to go to private schools, let's take that money that we spend on a public school education, a disproportionate amount, 12,000, 13,000 educate our kids and they can't even read. Send them to a private school or a charter school and watch what happens. That is fact. So to these players that are, uh, that are protesting, if you want to do something, why don't you write a check together with your other NFL players, why don't you set up a charter school in the community or, 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 or contribute to charter communities? Why don't you mentor some kids? Why don't you go out in the community and do things that will benefit? Not a lame-ass piece of garbage, nonsensical expression of, of, of uh, just kneeling down and, and doing something that has no effect whatsoever on trying to solve problems. They're grandstanding. Enough is enough. Jerry Jones is correct. When we come back, I got on a tangent, lieutenants and uh, alphas. What can I tell you? But it's the truth. Oh, and by the way, if any of you that are members of the NAACP or you're, uh, if, if uh, Jesse Jackson or Al Sharpton are listening, you want to come on and debate what I just said, I will have you on any time, any place, 
anywhere. I will be respectful. I will be polite. But I will debate you vigorously, and by the time I'm done with you, I will chew you up and spit you out because my argument is correct, and you are all wrong. But again, if any of them want to come on this show, I'm more than happy because as an alpha, as a confident alpha, as an alpha that knows how to properly debate, respectfully debate, but using fact, I'm not afraid to have somebody of the opposing viewpoint sit in front of me on another microphone and express their opinion. Because when I'm done with them, they will be cowering and running away. But I open the microphone to them. So if any of you are listening from the Atlanta chapter of the NAACP, listening to us on WGST, and you uh, want to boycott of the NFL, you've got a representative who wants to come on this show, CigarDave at CigarDave.com. Send me an email. I'll be happy to put you on. Al Sharpton's listening. Jesse Jackson, you're listening. CigarDave at CigarDave.com. Anytime, anyplace, anywhere. Happy to debate you. By the time I'm done with you, you'll be whimpering and running away like the wussified betas that you truly are. The Cigar Dave Officers Club selection this month is a Cornelius and Anthony sampler, including the new Signore Sugars. This cigar is rich and decadent with dense sweet flavors and a long creamy finish. The Cornelius and Anthony Signore Sugars uses Nicaraguan filler tobaccos, a U.S. grown binder, and Mexican San Andreas wrapper. The Cigar Dave Officers Club Cornelius and Anthony Sampler is coming to your mailbox this month. Want these cigars shipped directly to you each month? Log on to CigarDave.com to join the Officers Club. Okay, people, we've just been awarded the Brickhouse Ad Account. Now, this cigar was named Best Bargain Cigar of 2009 by Cigar Aficionado, got a 91 rating, plus it's the hottest cigar on the market. So, we need an award-winning slogan. He's a brick. How? What about, it's not your grandfather's cigar? Ah, it's been done. Next. How about good to the last draw? Ah, something original, people. You deserve a brick today? Now, who are you? Do you even work here? Excuse me, sir. Am I to understand that every Brickhouse cigar is built with all the flavor and quality of the premium cigars of yesteryear? Yesteryear? Really? That's right, Bixby. But yeah, it costs around five bucks each. Indeed. Well, sir, people don't really need a slogan. They don't? No, sir. Then what do they need? Five bucks and a comfortable chair. Five bucks and a comfortable chair, genius! Meet the perfect cigar to share with friends. Brickhouse by J.C. Newman. Handmade in Nicaragua with a fine Havana Subido wrapper. Brickhouse starts out earthy and crisp and burns well-rounded and smooth. Nothing stands the test of a good time like a Brickhouse. For more, visit BrickhouseCigars.com. As a cigar connoisseur, one of the pleasures that we derive is walking into our retailer's humidor and seeing the latest and greatest in the world of cigars. Nine years ago, I had the idea that I wanted to share great cigars with the cigar lieutenants. So, the Officers Club was born. Every month, you will receive three fantastic premium cigars direct to your door, shipped in a very dapper Officers Club customized Ziploc cigar pouch. $22.95 per month gets you the latest and greatest in the world of cigars. No long-term contracts. 
You can cancel whenever you want. You enjoy great cigars right to your door. Names like Perdomo, Diamond Crown, Brickhouse, San Latano, Rocky Patel, Torano, CAO, Avo, Camacho, Greycliff, and many more. Join the Officers Club today. Go to CigarDave.com, click on Officers Club, and for $22.95, you'll get the latest and greatest in the world of cigars. Walk Like an Egyptian, great song, came out many years ago. And I can tell you there will be no Walking Like an Egyptian on the University of Michigan campus because the Alpha Theta chapter of Delta Sigma Phi was going to hold an Egyptian-themed party. But political correctness has overcome the University of Michigan and uh, Delta Sigma Phi because after a group complained about Stereo Egyptian stereotyping was raised. They decided to cancel the Nile-themed party. Now, is there anything wrong with having a Nile-themed party, people wearing togas coming as Cleopatra or, or the pharaohs? Uh, no. It is a fun party. Egyptian-themed party. Who's going to get offended, right? Well, 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 but wait. A group did get offended. The group that was offended, the Egyptian Student Association, saying that it was supportive of the cancellation, and they're working with the University of Michigan to schedule dialogue between the local fraternity and the Egyptian Student Association. The party was part of Welcome Week at School, which is going to be held uh, September 1st. Now, what kind of dialogue do you need with the Egyptian Student Association? Here's the dialogue. We're holding a party. Egyptian theme with Cleopatra long before all you Egyptians currently that are here were born, going way, way back, you know, B.C. There's no problem. If you don't like it, you're offended. Too bad. Well, Egyptian Student Association President Yasmin Afifi called attention to the problem of the party, said as an Egyptian and one that has respect for various cultures and civilizations, this party is extremely offensive and disrespectful. It is more saddening to see students from the top public university in the U.S. engaging in these ignorant stereotypes. My Egyptian roots are far more significant than a simple costume or lame party. I take pride in the grandeur of my people's legacy and will not allow my culture to be appropriated for your statement. Police. They're talking about Cleopatra costumes and ancient Egyptian costumes. Give me a break. And the Delta Sigma Phi fraternity posted on Facebook, it quickly came to our attention that the party theme was insensitive to various groups, especially those of Egyptian descent. We completely accept all responsibility for this ordeal. We will begin an education effort to teach ourselves how our actions have an effect on people from a wide variety of backgrounds. Blah, blah, blah. What a bunch of pussies. Seriously. We now live in a nation of wussified pussies. These wussified betas that get, that need a little safe space that are, feel as if they're violated because somebody misappropriates culture or they have privilege. What a load of bull. It's about time someone calls it for what it is. Total BS. Oh, by the way, speaking of something that's BS, President Emmanuel Macron, president of France, been president for 100 days. Big controversy going on right now. He has racked up a makeup bill of 26,000 euro or $31,000. 
And when asked, his representative said the spending was the result of an emergency situation and that future makeup costs would drop significantly. Let me tell you, I do makeup when I'm making TV appearances or doing television. Either go to Mac, it costs you like 30 bucks for uh, some of the powder and then another powder and a brush. Or you just go get some of that pancake for five bucks, even with HD. Unreal. Got to laugh. President of France, 31 grand on makeup. Can't make this stuff up, folks. You, you need to add some alpha to your Facebook news feed. By following The General, you'll get the latest intel in the world of cigars. Info on the show each week and see what The General is smoking. Click like at Facebook.com slash Cigar Dave. In 1964, Jose O. Padron began rolling cigars bearing his name in modest surroundings with one guiding principle, always focus on quality, never on quantity. Nearly 40 years later, Padron cigars are recognized for their superior taste and majestic construction. The result of Padron controlling all aspects of the cigar making process, including planting their own seeds, growing and curing their own tobacco, and constantly supervising the rolling room. To Wall Street, it is called vertical integration. To the Padron family, it's called making great cigars. The Padron lines include the Padron 1964 Anniversary Series and the Padron Traditional line. All Padron cigars are wrapped in Nicaraguan sun-grown Habano tobacco, available in natural or maduro. Experience Padron. For your Padron retailer, call 1-800-453-5635. When Padron is on the band, quality is a matter of family honor. Surgeon General Warning. Tobacco use increases the risk of infertility, stillbirth, and low birth weight. General front and center from IPCPR 2017, Las Vegas, Nevada. I'm joined by Stephen Bailey, the owner of Cornelius and Anthony Cigars. Stephen, pleasure to have you on the Cigar Dave Show. Good morning, Dave. How are you? Tired. Yeah, me too. <laughs> me too. We're both taking one for the team. Always. Every day. Stephen, let's talk about your background and Cornelius and Anthony. Uh, your family's been in the tobacco business for a long time. Give yes. us a little bit of history and background and how you decided to get into the cigar business. Dave, I've grown up in tobacco. My, my earliest memories as a child is, is sitting at the end of a tobacco row waiting for mom to come back from the other end. Uh, my grandfather is a large tobacco grower in, in the state. My father, and it's just uh, the world that I lived in all of my life, it's been tobacco. So, you know, it, it comes from many generations. We're farming the same land my great-great-grandfather farmed back in the 1860s. And you're from Virginia, correct? I am from Virginia, yes. What part of Virginia? I am from a little area, uh, south side Virginia. It's, it's between Danville and Richmond. It's a little area called Keysville, Virginia. Uh, it's an old railroad town and <clears throat> mostly tobacco. That's pretty much the industry and timber. And, you know, it's, it's out in the rural areas, but it's a fantastic place to be. Now, cigars, tell us how you made the transition. Clearly, your family's been in for well over 130 years. 
But uh, about three years ago, I believe, Cornelius and Anthony Cigars was founded. Tell us about how you uh, entered the cigar industry. We've been in cigarettes for many years, and you know, over time, it's been a uh, an industry that has taken a lot of you know political problems, and it, it's kind of disheartening at times to to have such a large tobacco operation. And when I grew up, tobacco was all about uh, a gentleman's business, and you know, it's been vilified so much. And having have getting to a point where we could take an opportunity to showcase our family through the cigar industry where the the folks that smoke cigars they have a completely different mindset about tobacco than even you know folks that consume other tobacco products so we, we had some opportunities to meet up with some folks in the industry that understand it very well uh, I was fortunate enough to hire Courtney Smith uh, I've got some great salespeople around me so uh, it was a it was a great opportunity for us to enjoy some of the nice things that are said about the tobacco industry. Well, and you enjoyed cigars before you got into uh, Cornelius and Anthony Cigars, correct? Absolutely. I mean, when, when I was a teenager, you know, that's that was one of the things that my, I would do. And my dad is like, why are you smoking those cigars? Well, I, you know, I enjoy it. He's like, well, I think you're just trying to hide the fact that you're smoking cigarettes from me. I said, no, sir, no, that's not the reason why. But, uh, yeah, I've always enjoyed a good cigar. You know, I think we associate, I know with me, Stephen, when... I was growing up, my grandfather, Cigar Abe, always enjoyed his gold label cigars made down in Tampa. And he was very proud of the fact that they were the most expensive cigars at the time, 25 cents a piece, when everything else was, you know, a nickel to 10 cents. Right. But the times, the memories that I have with him and being around the aroma and, and seeing him light his cigars, you know, that's, I think, really where all the memories are made. And I always say it's not just the cigar you're smoking, but who you're smoking with. There's no question. I mean, the camaraderie that I've enjoyed being in this industry with the people. I mean, this is not... It's not the tobacco business. This is a people business, and you know I love being with people. And I've, you know, this has been a, a great vehicle to meet people, meet people like yourself. Uh, it's so many fantastic people in this building right now that's in the cigar industry, and, and and that's really honestly the part that I've enjoyed the most. Stephen Bailey, the owner and founder of Cornelius and Anthony Cigars, our guest as we come to you from IPCPR 2017. Stephen, I want to ask you, when you made the commitment, because it is a big commitment uh, about three years ago, it's, there's no overnight success in the cigar business. So what was your mindset going in knowing that it was going to take you three, and, and this is your third year and your biggest booth ever, and I know there's been a lot of traffic, but it's not an overnight uh, success. How, how was your mindset going into that, knowing that it's going to take a while? <laughs> Dave, I joke with people all the time. I, I tell them, you know, I'm just too stupid to get out of the tobacco business. I, I understand what's involved with it. You know, we, we introduced tobacco products in 1994. It was a major struggle for five years. And, you know, we were concerned that at some point we were going to lose some of the family farm over it. Going through that experience, you know, I know what's involved. It's a lot of work. It's a lot of commitment. Uh, it, and it's, it's a lot of time, and hopefully we don't make too many mistakes along the way. Well, you got Courtney Smith, so she's pretty, uh, pretty crackerjack sharp, so she's guiding you, I know, in the right direction. Oh, yeah. I, I couldn't do it without her. I tried some things early on before she came on board, pulling from my previous experience, and they just don't translate. So it, it was pivotal for us long term to bring her on. It's been very a very big success having her help us. I've known Courtney a long time, and I remember she told me, she called me and said, I'm going to work for a company, a cigar company, Cornelius and Anthony. And I said, who? 
And now Cornelius and Anthony, known certainly in the cigar industry on retailer shelves, and the product is just absolutely fantastic. You use two of the best manufacturers, Sandy Cobas, who I love dearly down at El Titan de Bronze, and Eric Espinosa down in Nicaragua. So you've really aligned yourself with two premier cigar manufacturers. Thanks, Dave. I mean, honestly, when I started in this, uh, this cigar industry, I, I went out and on my own looking for cigar manufacturers and you know I always tell people you're gonna pay for your education whether you go to college or not and I certainly did uh, once I was able to bring Courtney on uh, we visited with both of them after uh, I believe it was 2015 and I recognized soon thereafter that they are two of the people in this industry that I can trust and you know they're probably not a, peop a lot of people that you can say that to when there's money changing hands so I've enjoyed working with both of them. Well I got a funny story with Sandy. I've known Sandy for a long time. Whenever I go to Miami I gotta stop in. I have coffee with her. We have cigars. We chit chat and catch up. She takes me into the aging room and she said, you know, I want to show you the new cigars we're making for Cornelius and Anthony. And I can't remember which one it was. So beautiful. I said, these are beautiful, Sandy. I said, here, give me one to smoke. And she said, oh, no, General, I can't do that. No, no, no. Stephen and Courtney would kill me. I said, I'll take the heat, Sandy. It took me 10 minutes to convince her. And even then she was worried that somebody from Virginia or Courtney from Washington was going to fly down and excoriate her. I'm like, don't worry. And it was fantastic. But she really is very protective of your cigars in that humidor. I you know, and she she does that for all of her all of her customers. Part of the beauty of working with Sandy, you know what you're going to get. There's never a question. You never have to say it. You know, is that the same blend? Is that this? Is that that? What has changed? It's always the same. And consistency in the cigar industry, uh, I think, is very important long term. Who are Cornelius and Anthony? Cornelius was my great great grandfather, and it's funny because here lately we've gotten a lot of questions about. Is that guy on the Cornelius cigar package, H.H. Holmes? Well, you know, I kind of got a giggle out of it because I wasn't sure who that was at first and then did a little research on the Internet and realized it was America's first serial killer. So, uh, no, I... No relation. No relation. <laughs> I, I had, uh, I had uh, several opportunities to send people to our website to look at the actual photographs of Cornelius, and that's a, that's a real picture of a real man that was my great-great-grandfather. So uh, that, that's where the Cornelius name comes from, and Anthony is my middle name. I was just, you know, Cornelius and Stephen doesn't sound quite as good as Cornelius and Anthony. It, it's got a nice ring to it. Now, let's talk about your initial line, the Cornelius and Anthony, and got some interesting uh, names uh, of the different sizes. So let's go through those and talk about that and talk about the complexion of the blend. Well, you know, the, the Cornelius is really our flagship uh, blend. It, it's, a, it's a medium flavored cigar. Uh, you know, it, it's, very, it's a refined product that I think particularly aficionados would, would appreciate. And that's, it's a little higher price tag on it because Sandy's making it down in Miami. And that, that relationship continues to grow. It's been fantastic, and we'll be doing some new and exciting things with Sandy in, in the coming months. Um, Daddy Mac is a product that uh, is made at Lazona by Eric Espinosa. Uh, that's actually my father. Um, he, he, uh, he's been pivotal, obviously, in my life and has trained me and taught me so much about the industry. So I thought it was important that we paid homage to him. Um, the Meridian, you know, honestly, that's a name that, that we all kind of liked. And you know, we try to tie things back to either my family or some kind of funny story. And, you know, some of your listeners may 
be aware that we launched a product called Meridian at our first IPCPR, and it was a disaster. So, you know, that's where the cracking comes from. Uh, it's where the sextant comes from. Uh, it, it's, it's a symbol of what direction, you know, that we were in at the time. So it's turned out to be a, a wonderful product, and we've, we've thoroughly enjoyed the whole process. Now, the original Cornelius and Anthony on the medium-bodied side. Yes, it's a medium body side. Daddy Mac is a is more of a medium full. Uh, it's a full flavor product. Um, you know, it, it's kind of to me, it's kind of middle of the morning cigar. Cornelius's first thing, which is what I'm smoking right now. And as you look at these products from Cornelius to Daddy Mac to Meridian, you, you're you're talking about an uptick in strength all the way down to Venganza, which is you know really kind of a power bomb. So you know, we've tried to make sure that we're providing every pallet out there a product uh, that they can enjoy from us. We will continue our conversation with Stephen Bailey, the owner and founder of Cornelius and Anthony Cigars, as we continue right around the corner. If you miss any of the general show, you can catch up anytime with the Cigar Dave mobile app. Presented by Diamond Crown. Listen to the most recent show simply by opening the app with our continuous replay. Or you can download a podcast of a past show. Search Cigar Dave in the App Store to get it. Hi, this is Rocky Patel. I'm here with my brother Nish and my cousin Nimish, and we're talking cigars. Guess what? They want me to vote on what my favorite cigar is. It's tough, but I'm going to go with the Decade. I love it. It's rich, decadent, and smooth. Rocky, you know what? The Decade's a great cigar, but the 15th anniversary, that's the cigar. That celebrated your 15 years in business, and I got to tell you, it's my favorite. You know what, Nish and Rocky, you both are wrong. The best cigar is Freedom by Rocky Patel. This cigar delivers a lot of spice, a lot of flavor, and in my opinion, it's the best cigar we make. As usual, we can't agree. But guess what? There's a great cigar for everyone. I promise you, nobody works harder than we do to make you a great quality cigar. Come visit us at RockyPatel.com. Surgeon General Warning. Cigars are not a safe alternative to cigarettes. The brand new Cigar Dave mobile app for both iPhone and Android devices is finally out. If you go right now, either to the iTunes store or the Google Play store, search for Cigar Dave and download our brand new app. It allows you to listen to the show live on your mobile device you can listen to all of our podcasts. The last 10 podcasts are always available. Cigar Dave Daily Briefings. Additionally, it gives you direct access within the app to our Twitter page, our Facebook page. We also have the ability for you to call the show during the show right from the app, as well as send me a text message and an email. We also put in a couple of bonus items. You can get a weather uh, uh, alert as well as an alarm clock. It is the brand new Cigar Dave mobile app. You can listen to the Cigar Dave show anytime, any place, anywhere. Go right now to the iTunes Store or Google Play Store and download the brand new Cigar Dave mobile app. Bailey, the owner and founder of Cornelius and Anthony Cigars, our guest as we come to you from IPCPR 2017. Let's talk about the Vengaza. 
a nice-looking uh, uh, cigar. It's got a secondary band that says Venganza in red and gold. What is Venganza? Venganza is the Spanish word for vengeance. And as we were working on that particular product, Courtney had done quite a bit of research on the Internet, and she was fortunate enough to come across the 1800 patent that was uh, filed by Mr. F.L. Bailey known as the Gatling gun and it's also known as the Bailey machine gun. So we chose to use that. That was my actually my grandfather's initials. No, no relation to my knowledge but it was just kind of a neat find and it worked in with everything we were doing with Venganza. And that's a super full flavored cigar? It's a super full flavored cigar. Now I know that uh, for our August Officers Club we're going to be featuring Two cigars, and these are your babies. Well, one of them is your baby. So Literally. let's let, let right. So let's first of all talk about Senor Eshugars, which is interesting because there's a dog. That's your dog, uh, a Datsun with a cigar in his mouth. Well, the dog has great taste. He does have great taste. He, you know, that's that's part of the downside of being out in Las Vegas this long for IPCPR. I can't bring him with me. Uh, miss him like crazy. Excited to get back home, but he. He's our little, my little sidekick. He's in the office with me every day. He, he knows who's supposed to be there and who's not. So uh, he's a little mascot around the office. And when we started this, you know, we, were, we, we wanted to bring a Maduro to the market. And, you know, we had a lot of different ideas. And, you know, there's Oscar sitting there looking at Courtney and I because he loves Courtney. We call him Mr. Sugars because he's always ready to give kisses. So He's a cereal uh, liquor. He's a cereal liquor. That's perfect. And, you know, when we made the decision to go with the San Andreas wrapper, that, that changed the Mr. Sugar name kind of to a, a Senor Sugar as well. As we were making the product down in Nicaragua at Eric Espinosa's factory, um, the folks down there couldn't say sugars. They said es sugars. So that was kind of where the, the es sugars came from. It, it shifted from Mr. Sugars to Senor Sugars, and we've just had a lot of fun with the product. And that is going to be one of the two cigars. You're going to get two. Uh, we're recording this July, but this is going to air August. And our August 2017 Officers Club selection is the Cornelius and Anthony Senor Sugars and also the new Ariel. Yeah, Ariel, uh, it's a Connecticut. And, you know, I didn't want us to come out with just another Connecticut cigar. So we were looking for something that, that wasn't just a light smoke. We wanted something with a lot of flavor. Uh, so we went with a, an Ecuadorian Connecticut wrapper, a, a U.S. binder, um, and uh, some Nicaraguan filler, and it's got, it's got a lot of flavor. It's, it's unusual for Connecticut. I smoked the Senor Sugars yesterday because Courtney said, this is Stephen's favorite, got to try this one. And a lot of flavor, but not overpowering, touch of sweetness on it but just a very pleasant, right from the time I, I lit it, within 10 seconds, you just noticed uh, expansion of flavors. Very, very pleasant, but not the kind of cigar that's going to knock you down. No, it, it's a lot of complexities in the cigar. Uh, you know, we coming out with Venganza last year, we didn't want to roll out another powerbomb. Um, so we, we were taking the Maduro concept, making sure that we had a lot of complexities. We worked on the blend for a long time. I've worked on it for literally two two and a half years so I've got it like I like it it's you know it fits my palate and hopefully it fits other palates out there as well both of these cigars are made in 
One made Miami, one in Nicaragua, or both in Nicaragua with Eric Espinosa? Both of them are made with Eric down at Lazona Factory in Nicaragua. In Lazona. Yeah. All right, so let's talk about the wrapper filler vinyl. We know on the Senior Sugars, you said it was a San Andrean Maduro Marone wrapper, which is one of the top wrappers, I think, in the world. And it's funny, Stephen, because one of the stories I'm seeing at this year's IPCPR is the fact that more and more people are demanding that San Andrean Marone wrapper. And for many years, when you said... Mexican wrapper, Mexican tobacco, San Andre. People said, oh, I, I'm, I can't have Mexican, it's terrible. The truth is, truth be told, it's one of the best wrappers and tobaccos in the world. I, I personally think so as well. There's just so much spice with that wrapper. And, you know, when you balance that out with filler from, from Jalapa in Nicaragua, uh, you get that sweet spice thing going on. And, you know, I, I just love the, the changes in the cigar, the binder. Uh, for us, it's a U.S. binder, and it really has a, a special effect on the cigar, what I consider to be something very unique. Both the Senior Sugars and the Ariel have the same binder on it, and I personally think it's a game changer. It's something uh, unusual, um, but we're very happy with the, the overall results of it. In what way is it a game changer? Well, I, the, the way the binder works for us in, in, in the palate is it, it kind of neutralizes some of the bad things and and makes the bad things better. So it's it, it's unique. Um, you know, we hope that the, the consumer base is happy with it, and you know, we'll continue to do fun and interesting things with cigars, particularly in the blending side. The suggested retail for the Ariel and the Senor is sugars. We're running between nine and eleven. Uh, you know, you may run across some twelve. And of course, you got your you got your states with high taxes, but it's it's running from nine to twelve dollars a retail. Yeah, and 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 you know, we talk about taxes, we talk about government. We're, we're keeping, uh, we're, we're cautiously optimistic that something's going to happen on the FDA front because, again, you take a look at, at people who are enjoying cigars, they're adults, they're smart, they can make their own decisions, and for the FDA to waste their time on cigars, a product enjoyed by adults, not consumed by kids, when they should be worried about food safety. I mean, we both have dogs. I have a German Shepherd named Sultan. When we see these recalls of Chinese dog food and treats that they can't even regulate, they're worried about cigars. It's crazy. It is crazy, Dave. And, you know, I, I guess I've gotten to the point where being in this industry for so long and dealing with government, I've gotten to the point where I'm probably somewhat a skeptic of anything positive coming out of government. So, you know, what we've done as a business is be sure that we've positioned our company uh, so that we can handle whatever regulations that come down the pike. And it's one of the things that differentiates us as a company, we're one of the only cigar companies uh, on earth and one of the only tobacco companies on earth that has a substantial equivalence approval from the F Food and Drug Administration. So we're, we've prepared ourselves properly, we're well positioned, we're working with manufacturers that have been uh, putting cigars out on the market well before 2007. So it's, it's, been, uh, it's been tough. And, you know, it's never easy dealing with the government, and, you know, like you, we have our fingers crossed that things will get a little bit easier. What's that famous line from Ronald Reagan? Uh, if somebody says, I'm here from the government, I'm here to help, run. Yeah, we joke about that because, you know, being on a farm, we actually had uh, folks from the government there giving us a hard time about uh, building ponds, which we have to have to irrigate our tobacco with. And they were claiming that, you know, that's navigable waters in the United States. Well, there's a stream trickling about, you know, a little bit of water coming down it where, you know, a, a toy boat couldn't go down it. So, 
it's the crazy, crazy world that we live in where government has gone awry and trying to control every aspect of every aspect of our life. It's very frustrating. The good news is uh, the EPA now, under the Trump administration, I think is rescinding that navigable waterways uh, nonsense. And it is amazing the misinformation where people say, oh, it's going to now pollute all water and everything. And, and you're right. You couldn't get a toy boat in there. And now all of a sudden, it's the equivalent of like the Erie Canal. It is. It's, it's just, you know, it's laughable. And, and you know, if the, if the general public knew what business had to face day in and day out, how it's negatively affect our economy, how it's negatively affected their everyday lives because, you know, we know wages are not going up. The economy still is not that great. Uh, there's a lot of people that need jobs that, uh, you know, they're working part-time. And I think government just needs to get out of the way and let the American uh, business community and the American people get out here and do what they do best, and that's innovate and, and grow business, and that's why we're the best country on earth. Absolutely. We didn't become the biggest economy and powerhouse in the world by government doing it. It's by the spirit of the American entrepreneur. And I always say the example, you look at Apple Computer today, multi, multi, worldwide, billion, huge, multi, multi billion dollars. I mean, they've got more money than I think the GDP of many countries. It started with three guys in a garage, college guys, and, and they grew this company and the government had zero to do with it. That's it's, it's so true. I mean, and it happens every day. And, you know, the, the, the business community is vilified. Sure, there, there are always, there's always a bad apple in the bunch. But, you know, we take a lot of pride in our company, hiring local people, uh, employing people, affecting their lives in a positive way. So, you know, again, it, it, the best thing that could ever happen to this country is get government out of the way. Stephen Bailey, the uh, owner-founder of Cornelius and Anthony Cigars, the Officers Club uh, August 2017 selection. You'll get two Cornelius and Anthony Senior A Sugars and one Ariel Fantastic Cigars, and I can't wait to light up an Ariel right now. Stephen, we appreciate you joining us one more time. The lineup is the Cornelius and Anthony Cornelius, the Meridian, the Vengaza, the Ariel, the Daddy Mac Senior A Sugars. I think we covered it all. I, I hope so, and, and the good part is new things come from us, so we're, we're going to have new things next year as well. Hope you enjoyed our interview with Stephen Bailey of Cornelius and Anthony Cigars. If you're a member of the Officers Club, you'll be getting the Cornelius and Anthony Ariel and the Senior S Cigars that we spoke about very, very soon. And next week, I will get to the story about the Major League Baseball umpires that need a safe space. Ran out of time today. Cigar Dave, the general, saying, Mayor Humidor, always be full. Mayor Cutter, always be sharp. Mayor Ashby, extra, extra long. Semper Delictatio, always pleasure. Long live the Alpha. Make America great again. College football is back. Keep in mind those that are going through Hurricane Harvey as we speak. <laughs>